you, I should finish this. Well, you can just say it whenever, but it works better if I finish the sentence. We, like if I say we, you should wait. Okay. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. We believe that God is good and that His loving kindness endures forever. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who for our salvation came down from heaven and was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, was filled with the Holy Spirit to preach the good news of the kingdom of God, to heal the sick, and to destroy the works of the devil. He was crucified, was buried, and on the third day rose again according to the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom shall have no end. We believe that he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. And by his wounds, we have been healed. We believe that all who confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and who with the Father and the Son is to be worshipped and glorified. We believe in this same Holy Spirit who was spoken of by the prophets and spoke through the prophets, who, has been, who was promised by the Father, who has been poured out through the Son. We believe in His baptism, sequential and significant. We eagerly desire His gifts. We need His power. We submit to His blessing. And we welcome His holy manifest influence. We believe the Bible is the inspired Word of God. The words of Scripture govern our faith and our practice. We live by the Spirit and we respect the book. We look for, according to the Scriptures, we look for one day the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come because we believe this. Eternity is real. Jesus is coming. Amen. Amen. Ushers, would you please serve the folks? It's hard to it's hard to be thankful and be grumpy at the same time. So in this act of communion. It's the Eucharist. It's the giving of thanks. It should promote great gladness in your heart, even in the midst of gravity, even in the midst of a sacred moment like this. There should be the sweetest of gladness in your heart. Let's give thanks together. Give thanks 
with a grateful heart says and now the weak say I am strong and the poor say I am rich that's not a metaphor that's not a sentiment what we are saying is we recognize the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. that he took upon himself our suffering that he, there was literally a divine trade that the, the prophet right. Isaiah describes he says surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted, but, but he was pierced through for our transgressions, yes. and, and he was crushed for our iniquities, and the chastising for our well-being fell upon him. Amen. And by his scourging we are healed. Yes. Each of us like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. And this is why the Lord, what he purchased for us, is what the Holy Spirit comes and accomplishes in our lives. When Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim good news to the poor, yes. to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captive free, to open up those bars, to open up the eyes of the blind, to declare the year of the Lord's favor. Yes, That's why we declare that, that weakness and, and, and oppression have to leave because of the victory of Jesus Christ. 
darkness and confusion must be lifted off because of the victory of Jesus Christ. We are not looking backwards in sentiment when we are not looking forward only someday to a someday far away. We're not putting more confidence in a coffin than we are in his cross. We believe that the victory that Jesus paid for started a long time ago and we live in it right now and we'll live in it to continue and one day it will be complete but it has started now. Yes. So Paul says, I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And we had given thanks. He, he, look, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Friends, the original audience around that table understood that, that his body was being broken for them, that they were receiving bread that represented something real that what he was about to do for them, and that started 2,000 years ago. Right. There is something real that the, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. His brokenness has brought us into a blessed and whole estate. He has traded us. He was broken, literally broken, for your wholeness. Amen. The gospel's very, very, very big. His body was broken, torn to shreds, impossible to recognize as a human being. Then crucified in the most, uh, the most uh, painful way. Excruciating pain. Our word excruciate comes from that word crucify. His body destroyed and laid in the tomb. But God, the Holy Spirit, came upon that body. And as a sign, as a sign, as a sign of the world to come, that his body, broken and destroyed, was raised to life. That's a sign. He is the first fruit, the firstborn of us all. And that new life is yours. And that's a promise of the new life to come. It's a promise that eternity is real. And the power of the world to come is breaking in upon this world today. The power of that world breaks in now as a sign, as a signpost to declare that there's a world beyond this one. So we pray for the sick. We believe in miracles because we know they are evidence of the world to come. Jesus, after supper, he took the cup in like manner, saying, this is the cup the new, the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which will be poured out as a ransom for many. You will literally be bought away from bondage. It's good. The new covenant in my blood, which will be poured out as a ransom. Ransom, yes, to, yes, to blot out the stain of your sin but to ransom you, to pull you out of and free from the darkness, the bondage, the oppression, the uncleanness. That's why repentance is so important. Repentance isn't just saying, woe is me. Repentance is literally turning away from all that has enslaved you, letting it go and accepting what Christ has paid for. So as we receive this bread and drink this cup, we are proclaiming 
the, the vicariousness of Christ's suffering and the victory of his resurrection as real in our lives until he comes. So Lord, we take this wafer this morning and we give you thanks. This wafer that is bread in your word, Lord, your word says that, that, that bread, it speaks of life. Jesus, you are the bread of life. Yes, you, are. you are without yeast. You are without, without sin. You are totally pure. And Lord, we receive this wafer today. We feed on it by faith. We feed on your grace by faith today. Let your life come and fill us afresh today. And we take this cup, this cup of forgiveness and freedom. This cup that says everything that binds you, that has hindered you. I don't mean the person you think is in your way in traffic or the person that's bugging you. I'm talking about spiritual realities that either you have partnered with or have somehow come against in your life that have oppressed, that have been dark. This morning, we've talked about repenting of sin. But I'm telling you what, this morning, if you are struggling with a spirit of despair, if you, are, if you are struggling with something that you can't even name, but neither can you shake it, I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus will set you free today. Jesus paid for your freedom. You think, I know you might say, I don't know that I quite deserve that. He, he gets what he paid for. It's not about your worth. It's about what he paid for. Right. He will be glorified by what he does in your life. Your job is to receive it. The Eucharist, your job is to just give thanks. So take this cup of blessing, this cup of forgiveness, this cup of freedom, and receive it together today. moments. I'm going to make sure my, my deacons are ready now. Please, my deacons be ready. Go. Jeremy will bring the oil. We're going to pray over you. And because we believe that the Holy Spirit is here to apply all that Jesus Christ has accomplished. We say it again. We believe the Holy Spirit is here to apply all that Jesus has accomplished. So if you're here this morning and you need, you need prayer, you need healing in your body, you need breakthrough in your life, you need deliverance from something, from oppression. You're seeking just the re, a renewed touch of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is fully present to do all that Christ has promised in your life. But now let me ask you to stand together before we pray. Yeah. Let me pray this blessing over all of you, please. Now may God Almighty, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all who repent in true faith and turn toward him. May today, have, may he have mercy on you, pardon you, and deliver you from all your sin. May he confirm and strengthen you in all goodness. May he quicken you, quicken you with new life by his spirit, bring you into everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. James says, is any among you suffering? 
he should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is any among you sick? He will call. He must call for the elders of the church. They are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Could I have my deacons come now, please? If you're here this morning, you need a touch in your body.